Welcome to Calling It Out, the podcast dedicated to calling out the BS in your head and teaching you how to free yourself from an eating disorder or an eating distress. Throughout this podcast, we'll be looking at the way we think and how it impacts our behaviours. With each episode, we'll be teaching you how you can change your thinking in order to lead a freer life. I'll be your host, Jacqueline Campion. This podcast is brought to you by Merino Therapy Centre. Merino Therapy Centre specialise in the full recovery and full freedom from eating disorders, eating distress and emotional distress. For more information, contact us at merinotherapycentre at gmail.com or through Instagram or Facebook at TC. So this episode, we are going to be looking at the topic of learning how to deal with your emotions. So please don't tune out straight away. And that can be quite tempting, especially for someone who is experiencing emotional distress or eating distress, because feelings and emotions, I mean, you don't have to be suffering from eating distress or emotional distress um, to not necessarily get very excited about the topic of feelings and emotions. A lot of people, you know, it's kind of it can often be the the more kind of messier, gooier side um, for some people. But fear not there is there's no need for fear there's no need for drama through this episode we're going to be looking at basically why you would why you'd bother wanting to learn how to deal with your emotions um how how do you how do you actually deal with them in a constructive way because the likelihood of you listening to this podcast um and not just being uh, my mother, of course, would be that you'd, you know, you're experiencing some sort uh, of emotional distress or an eating distress. So um, there's the likelihood that there's going to be destructive behaviours, whether that be taken out on your body through food, exercise, um, you know, drugs, alcohol. It can play out in so many different ways. I mean, when you're dealing with eating distress, there's just a large area of comorbidity so you know taking that out on any kind of substance is is often part of the package so how you actually so why you'd want to learn how to deal with your emotions how you would go about that what can potentially get in the way Um, I mean if it was so easy we'd all be doing it um, and I suppose in today's society, there is, I mean, it's very kind of normalized to actually kind of numb out feelings, numb out emotions. And there can be a lot of confusion about it, about especially in the area of recovering from eating distress and emotional stress. Many people often believe that they have a high level of emotional maturity, but if you're expressing some sort of destructive behaviour, it gives you a bit of information that the emotional maturity isn't necessarily where it could be. Um, So what could potentially get in the way of that? Because when you have, when you're experiencing conditioned thinking, um, again, kind of come back to that idea of the, the, the kind of Hitler in your head kind of thing. Um, there are potential obstacles that could kind of pop up that gets in the way of of kind of learning how to deal with the emotions in a constructive way. So just going to go through a couple of things to watch out for. Because um, again, like I often say, it's it's learning about the more you learn about the condition, the more you learn about your opponent, it's about you can learn how to kind of outsmart it, basically. Um, so, yeah, looking at that and understanding the kind of obstacles, learning to actually kind of understand our emotions and our feelings more. A huge 
obstacle and I'll go into more details later on is the, the, the judgment and the shame of certain feelings and emotions and that's a huge obstacle. So really just learning to understand the emotions more. So what could potentially get in the way and how do you know if you're not necessarily dealing with your feelings and emotions in a in a constructive way? I also want to kind of touch on the topic of how we're dealing with other people's emotions because you, you know yourself. I mean, it's one thing dealing with yourself, but, you know, other people, sometimes they can be a little bit challenging. So, OK, so to start off, so why why would you want to deal with your emotions? OK, so. I've mentioned before in previous episodes, so the behaviours, the self-destructive behaviours, whatever that is that you're experiencing as a result of your emotional distress, taking out on your body, taking out on nutrition, exercise, um, substance, alcohol, whatever. Um, Why you want to kind of, if you want to melt your behaviour, so your behaviours are coming from your feelings and your feelings are coming from your thinking. So... If you look at the area of learning how to deal with your emotions in a more constructive way, you are getting one step closer to melting your destructive behaviours um, every time. And then you end up with a much kind of smoother, easier life. I mean, I can't guarantee, I can't guarantee you an easy life, but definitely a much easier one. Um, so, yeah, so why we want to look at understanding the emotions is so we can start working on that emotional maturity and make sure that we are not kind of resorting to self-harming behaviours in order like to numb them out or kind of reacting to them. So that is basically why you would want to do that. So how do you actually go about it? OK, so kind of coming back to the idea of my three A's awareness, acceptance and action. So there's a huge range of emotions. Um, You know, there's, I mean, we'd be here forever kind of listing them all out and I I don't really want to bore you. But you've got, you know, you've got happiness, sadness, loneliness, um, disconnection, rejection. um, Janie, what else? Stress, overwhelmed, excited, scared. There's so many different emotions. And one thing I would definitely encourage you to start doing is practicing kind of checking in on, you know, even a daily basis of just practicing actually labeling those emotions. Um, the more you start labeling the emotions, you're going to kind of, you're, you're strengthening your awareness, okay? So you're getting then closer to the acceptance of like, okay, so I am experiencing loneliness. I am experiencing um, rejection. I am feeling hurt. When you're actually allowing yourself and you have that awareness, it's much easier to kind of be honest with ourselves and clearer about what's going on for us. So, really kind of start checking in and practicing what's coming up for me here. Now, if you are in the kind of midst of kind of like self-harm and behaviours, I wouldn't spend too long asking yourself kind of what am I feeling? What am I feeling? When you're practicing a self-harm and behaviour, you're going to be body-mind disconnected. You, you wouldn't be able to carry out those kind of self-harm and behaviours on your body if you're body-mind, dis- if you were body-mind connected, because um, it just it really hurts. I mean, it was much easier to hurt myself when I was kind of just in my head a lot and numb. I quite literally couldn't even carry out what I used to carry out because it, it'd probably kill me now at this stage because I'm just so much more connected. 
So one thing is that if you are practicing, you know, a self-harming behavior um, we focus more on how is my thinking? And I suppose that's even, you know, in itself, that kind of maybe is like, OK, well, why am I listening to this episode if you're telling me not to be focused on my feeling? But if the self-harming behaviors are there, you just keep going back to that kind of thinking. How is my thinking? What story am I telling myself? How is my lingo? Um because when you're practicing a self-harming behavior, your body mind disconnected, the feelings will be cognitively created. So just as a little kind of side note there. So coming back to the kind of range of emotions um, some of them are making us feel heavy. Some of them are making us feel light. I can't emphasize enough that we have to let go of the judgment of certain feelings and emotions. So we often kind of think about like these are good feelings, you know, happiness, excitement, joy. These are good feelings. And then bad feelings are like sadness, loneliness um, shame. And when you have that kind of judgment attached to the feelings, you know, it, it gives us information that we're telling ourselves a certain story about these feelings. And then you can kind of become a little bit more resentful. A lot of the time when we're experiencing kind of sadness, loneliness, disconnection, it's a huge opportunity for um, get, asking ourselves questions and getting curious, as I always say, about kind of like, OK, well, what's coming up for me here? Whereas a lot of the time we're in today's society, I mean, there's such a pressure to be positive, Do you know, like it's it's OK, you know, be recovery is not like freeing yourself from emotional distress is not about like, you know, be positive all the time, because that's I mean, that actually is a little bit borderline creepy if you kind of keep going for it. It's not about being positive or negative again, quite kind of judgy language. It's um. It's, it's ultimately just about learning how to deal with your kind of your thoughts and your feelings in a more constructive way and not resorting to kind of taking it out on yourself. Like, you know, I would I would kind of regard myself as, as fairly free. Like I'm, I'm recovered, you know, I'm recovered a good while now. And I mean, yes, of course, I experience loneliness um, you know, sadness, sometimes stress. But like the difference is I don't take it out of myself anymore. I don't kind of like, OK, you know, resort to that kind of self-harm you know, self-medicating with self-harm. That is not one of the choices that I kind of make anymore um, as a kind of tool to, to to cope with them. So one thing is about just kind of watch out for this kind of temptation to, to chase certain emotions. As I said, in society today, you know, I want to feel happy. I want to feel like I have purpose. I want to feel like I'm, you know, connected. I want to feel like I belong. And sometimes when we're kind of in this tunnel vision of chasing these emotions of joy and happiness and everything like that, we often actually deprive ourselves of the potential learning from those maybe more not so pleasant emotion. So I wouldn't even say like, is this a positive emotion or a negative emotion? But some of them are just a little bit more unpleasant than others. Some of them are a little bit more uncomfortable than others. You know, do I do I love when vulnerability comes up and I, you know, face a fear? And, you know, I mean, for example, while I'm recording this episode, um, you know, the podcast is, is out now. So that is like a huge... Um, I mean, I feel totally exposed, so much vulnerability. And that's not necessarily like a negative or a positive thing. Thing, It just is. Like what I say, oh my God, I absolutely love the feeling of being exposed. No, but the difference is that like, I'm not like, oh Jesus, this is too frightening. This is too scary. What if, what if, what if? 
the difference now of like kind of being when you're when you're kind of freer um, and you're free from that kind of mental prison of emotional distress it comes back to again the idea of like not taking the feelings so seriously like not kind of getting to kind of not indulging them as much I suppose you know when I'm experiencing these things now, I'm like feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And this kind of feeling of exposure and vulnerability and openness and stuff like that comes up there. I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, there it is. And just kind of checking back in with that lingo again of like, you know, am I supporting myself through this? Do you know, like if, if my best friend, you know, had just kind of challenged themselves on something, you know, I wouldn't necessarily like say, ah, you're grand, don't worry about it. Sure, you're fine. You know, it's, it's, it's not always about kind of, just trying to convince somebody that it's okay. It's just like, yeah, it's it's okay that you maybe feel frightened. It's okay that you're experiencing sadness. Um, a very kind of popular emotion at the moment is is depression. And I think, the, I mean, for me personally, the word depression is, is a little bit depressing in itself. But, you know, kind of um, relating to, to, to Michael Corey and, 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 you know, the book that he wrote is that like, it's, it's seeing that like d- depression is an emotion, not an illness. And I think that's so important as well. If like people are kind of, oh, they're experiencing depression and you're like, again, label them, you know, oh God, there's something wrong with them. Again, come back to that idea that they're broken. It's, it's an opportunity to kind of look at the thinking, the beliefs, the storytelling that we have kind of going on in our head. So just kind of, when you're experiencing maybe a more uncomfortable, unpleasant emotion, sadness, loneliness, shame, self-doubt, fear, it's an opportunity for learning. So, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do, but it'd be a pity if you deprived yourself from that because ultimately recovery is all about just discovering the real you and and, and kind of enhancing that self-knowledge. Um, so just yeah, checking in with that chase for like I want a lot of the time people when they come into my office and and, and kind of first session on, on this road to freedom is I want to be happy, you know. And I often kind of say to myself and my from my own experience, if I was happy all the time, I, I would never have learned anything. Um, and it's really about valuing those challenges and valuing these kind of more rocky patches, things like that. Um, as well, even sometimes what to be aware of like and how you start kind of learning how to deal with your emotions a little bit more constructively is how do you know if you're not dealing with them constructively so obviously at the moment we have a huge move in the area of like talking about mental health and talking about our feelings and talking 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 and do not get me wrong as as you're well aware by episode seven I I enjoy a good I enjoy a good talk but the difference is about how we're actually expressing ourselves and what the intention is so a huge obstacle in the area of developing emotional maturity is victim mode okay now victim mode when you're when you're recovering from eating distress or emotional distress and you're experiencing a lot of conditioned thinking the condition despises the word victim. Okay, if you if you attempt um, saying to somebody with very strong condition thinking, you know they can't and they have to and they should and they they can't move on and they can't do this. If you suggest the idea that somebody is maybe speaking like a victim as opposed to you know a, a survivor, you are going to get a strong reaction off the condition. How? dare you and I suppose from my own personal experience and um, with particular emotions like 
when I maybe felt very lonely and I felt very disconnected and I felt very ashamed of a lot of my self-harm and behaviours, there was a time for me personally where I was full on indulging in that. Um, And when I was expressing to people I was almost looking for their approval and their pity. I remember before kind of at a time um, when I was in college and saying to my mom, like, I just wish um, people knew how hard this was for me. Um, now, at the time, I wasn't going to be admitting that to, to a lot of people. But if I look back now, I suppose it was just a little bit of kind of desperation. But I, yeah. I mean, I just really, I just wished people knew how hard it was for me. And I thought that maybe, I actually don't really even know why. (laughs) I suppose that was just pure condition. I wanted pity. I mean, from a young age, I often remember my own condition thinking I wanted people to feel sorry for me. Um, And I suppose how you know the difference between, you know, expressing when you feel sad, lonely, when you're experiencing the emotion of depression and things like that. The difference is between someone who's in victim mode and who someone's who who is in survivor mode. The intention is that you want to free yourself from it. So when you're indulging in something like that, you're indulging in the condition. You're enter you're entertaining the condition. It's when you're literally stirring the dirty water. Everything is so hard. This shouldn't have happened. Why me? It's not fair. Watch out for these certain kind of words in your own thinking and ask yourself, is it making me feel heavy or light? Do not get me wrong. I would not wish emotional distress or eating distress on my worst enemy. But we do need to practice self-discipline around self-care. And learning about emotional maturity and learning to deal with your emotions in a more constructive way is one of the most effective tools in the area of self-care. And when you're recovering, self-discipline needs to come in. Um, I'll go into a little bit more detail with that on a different episode about even the importance of um, that in the role of a carer, because some of you listening to the episodes, it's not necessarily you're not necessarily having personal experiences with emotional distress, but you're actually, um, you know, caring for somebody who's experiencing it. And I'll go into more detail um, on on a later episode about that. So. That's just one thing to kind of watch out for. And that's a potential obstacle that like, you know, am I kind of getting a little bit comfortable with the little kind of poor me? Um, And as I said, that's a little bit provocative what I'm saying. The idea of, you know, taking out the smallest violin and playing the saddest song. That's not like, that's not a criticism. That's just like, is that maybe something that's coming up for you at the moment? If you're... If you're being honest with yourself, are you looking for a little bit of pity? And look, if you are... There is no shame in that. Do you know, we it's just about getting curious here of like, what story am I telling myself? And could I be maybe expressing in a more constructive way instead of looking for pity? Because again, we often look for pity when we're pitying ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, okay, could I be, am I going to be the victim in my story or am I going to be actually the hero or the survivor in my story? And that's your choice on a daily basis. And as I said, I am not belittling the... The, the I suppose the, the the pain that comes with eating distress and emotional stress and I will never I will never forget um how painful how many painful experiences there are that come with emotional distress and eating distress but there is a difference between pain and suffering and you do not 
have to choose the suffering, but we can learn from the pain that we are experiencing and even just kind of practicing, okay, how how would I even kind of label these? And you might have the, you know, you might have the language, you might not have the language straight away, but just even kind of like, even just having that conversation with yourself. Do you know that you're not straight away trying to make yourself feel better or make yourself feel worse? You know, because that's one thing as well. That like, it's not like, oh my God, I'm feeling sadness. Oh, I should be more grateful. And this is such a first world problem, you know. It's it's not straight away rushing to, to, as I said, being positive. So you're looking for that balance between rushing to being more positive and, um, oh my God, I hate my life. I'll never amount to anything. So just looking for that little middle ground of like, okay, well, what is this telling me? What information am I kind of getting here? So um, basically, yeah. So how else are you going to be learning how to kind of deal with your emotions in a more kind of constructive way? Uh Self-honesty is a huge thing. Um, As I said, there can be some emotions. When you're talking about emotions, you have to talk about judgment and and shame. And I think, you know, I personally think loneliness is the the biggest killer in our society today. And it's just starting to legalise, like having that conversation first with yourself so you can have other people being like, okay, so I'm experiencing loneliness. You know, that doesn't mean you are you know, again, even identifying it, like I am lonely, I am sad. I'm experiencing loneliness. I'm experiencing anger. I'm experiencing sadness, you know, or even, I mean, to the opposite, sometimes you'd even feel bad if you were experiencing kind of joy and happiness. You're like, Jane, you better not tell anybody. You know, this, it, it is it is a strong element of our culture of like, did you see Jacqueline there now having a great time today? You know, isn't it well for her enjoying her life? Isn't it well for her? Like I remember, and a lot of people have kind of expressed this, like the, the stronger the condition, people are not always going to be so delighted for you the freer you become because it's going to, it's going to kind of, uh, it'll provoke other people's conditions. So sometimes there is the reality of actually, um, when you're talking about emotions, owning, like if you feel light, feel bright, you you feel hopeful. The, the, that's actually a huge one there in terms of feeling hopeful. The condition will mock you and, 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 and kind of sneer at you if you um, are allowing yourself to experience kind of hopeful. There's no such thing as false hope. And... I think especially in the area of recovery from eating distress and emotional distress, legalizing feeling hopeful, feeling joy. You know, I don't deserve to feel happy. You know, it's not, I, for me personally, I used to, I, not to be sounded like Mother Teresa, but there was a stage where I genuinely, I mean, I just didn't, I, I found it very challenging to expe- accept um, any kind of positive things happening in my life or, yeah, I, w- I would actually reject joy um love is is a huge one i mean how do you know if you're not maybe dealing with your emotions in a constructive way a lot of us can be self-medicating with self-harm and self-harm doesn't necessarily mean kind of emotional overeating you know purging night eating overexercising you know alcohol medication or anything like that a lot of the time a huge self-harm is actually rejecting love like in today's society, there is a lot of challenges in the area of relationships because there's been so many changes and so quickly that we're so many of us are so confused of even kind of like, you know, you'd almost be afraid to actually kind of open yourself up to somebody or open up to the idea that someone actually cares for you and loves you because there must be a hidden agenda to it. And to accept love, you know, and experiencing the like the emotion that and the feeling that is love 
ultimately you need to actually kind of be experienced that with the relationship with yourself. So if you find yourself kind of experiencing patterns in relationships with family, friends or potential partners and you're kind of as soon as somebody's maybe shown affection or you know any sort of interest you're like yeah no I'm just going to shut this down that is a self-harming behavior and for me personally if I ever if I if I found out that maybe somebody um I don't know was I mean even from such an early time like I was just so I, I basically thought if anybody was liking me or showing any sort of interest in me like I actually just thought there was something wrong with them do you know I was like well these are obviously just weirdos um, and that's that sounds like a little bit again for someone who's not experiencing emotional distress or eating distress that was just it so I would just be like yeah no um, and then look we're all very familiar with the kind of pattern a lot of people often go for people that are not always so good for them, you know, and that's information, you know, that kind of self-harm can show up um, in lots of other areas. So just, again, we're working with with emotional maturity. It is so much about that kind of awareness. Um, so, yeah, so looking at the kind of the, the emotions that we're judging, remove the judgment with your emotions and and, and legalise them and, and give yourself time as well. Like, with feelings, it's all about coming back then to the thinking. Some of us are terrified of feelings, yeah? We're feeling something ourselves and other people feeling things. That's one thing about, like, how we react to other people's feelings and emotions. Sometimes, like, I mean, for me personally, because I wasn't always very comfortable with, with my own kind of... With my, I suppose I just wasn't comfortable in myself and my own emotions. If I saw somebody experiencing kind of anger or sadness or disappointment, I mean, I just, I'd lose it. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be freaking out. Um... And, and that's actually really unnatural because I'd be trying to make someone happy and I'd be kind of like, oh, look, it's it's really kind of forceful, very pushy, um, a bit kind of culty in a response in itself. Like, oh, God, you know, it's you're, you're, you're kind of censoring certain emotions. And as I said, it's it's OK to feel those things, but we don't have to st- if you're feeling them, there's a difference between kind of feeling and experiencing them. And indulge in them. So when certain feelings are coming up, ask yourself, go back again to the thinking. Because bring thinking, feeling, behaviour. Maybe look at the behaviours as well. Maybe, yeah. See if anybody's kind of saying you need to slow down. Or you need to take it easy. Or you need to maybe start looking after yourself a little bit more. Or... um. Maybe some people have already started kind of saying that they feel a little bit concerned about, you know, the choices you're making or the people that you're hanging around with or the substances that you're taking, the nutrition that you're taking, not taking, how you interact with exercise, movement. Maybe people around you are expressing concern for extremes. So your behaviours are giving us information. Okay, what are the feelings here? But the behaviours are there to numb out the feelings. So you'd be like, I don't even know what I'm feeling. So just go back to the thinking. How is my thinking? How is my self-talk? And the more clarity you have around that and the more you start again kind of going back to previous episodes, you're being gentle with yourself. There's not such a need to kind of numb out. If you're not judging emotions and you're kind of removing the fear from them, there won't be such an impulse to actually numb them out. We're in a society where, I mean, you can't even, you're not even allowed experience kind of bereavement without it being a disorder anymore. You know, it's, it's not all about I'm, f- I'm, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling down and then straight away going to, you know, a medication or a substance of some sort to numb it out. That is information. Um, and again, so co- I can't stress enough, come back to that thinking. Wh- another kind of point, just a little bit kind of off topic in a sense that 
looking at the difference between um, hyper versus happy. So when you're experiencing condition, you can, some of us can experience like a lot, very, very low lows. Um, and that's what a lot of the time what people are thinking about. The hyperness, I mean, for me personally, um, hyper does not equal happy. Hyper is like, I mean, you're basically off your head on your own thoughts, your own condition thinking. Um, and it's really, really draining. You know, emotions... Um, emotions have a huge impact, you know, on the body and just kind of maybe become a little bit aware of of, of, of your own kind of um, energy. Does it feel a little hyper? Does it feel a little bit kind of like, you know, you're kind of skating on the outskirts of reality? Because um, when you're hyper, you can't really connect. Even maybe with your company, you know, like people, when you have very strong condition, you can, we often used to think that I, I used to think like, oh my God, if people are going around buzzing, you know, they must be, they must be delighted. But, um, you know, from my own experience, then later on, I realized that like the, the hyper is, is just another kind of cover up. It's, it's another kind of denial. And that again, kind of comes back to the idea of kind of self-honesty, like. There is a big difference between hyper versus happy and people on the outside be like, Janie, they always kind of like um, seemed like they were having a laugh. And, you know, for me personally, as a, as a former kind of class clown, I mean, what I was experiencing with those kind of behaviours of just constantly, I mean, not really taking a day off, really. It's so draining. And I suppose it's when I got home, not what everybody in school and college and kind of work were, were seeing. Um but it's very, very draining. And that kind of brings kind of the topic of, um, now this is a bit of a mouthful, but psychoneuroimmunology, just in case you want to throw some kind of intellectual psychological jargon there. But basically, to keep it very simple, the impact that our mind and our emotions is having on our bodies. So, I mean, just even think like, is your body talking? Like, how are your blood tests? Do you know, what are your blood tests coming in at? Like, how is your immune system? How is your energy? You know, are people telling you you look tired lately? Are people telling you, you know, like your hair, your skin, your nails and the the glimmer in your, your eye? You know, like actually kind of like, am I looking like the picture of health at the moment? And that even in itself, and maybe again, get curious about maybe some feedback you're getting from other people. Because... If your body is, you know, giving off information, you haven't the energy, very challenging to practice emotional maturity if you are burnt out. Um, burnout is a huge um, something at the moment. I mean, we're all about, you know, chasing the dreams and yes, you can and everything is possible and be positive. I mean, that stuff would wear you out if it wasn't all driven from a place of love. Like that's one thing about coming back to the idea of our choices. Am I making this choice? You know, because, oh, well, I have opportunities. Like, you know, I can, we can go anywhere, do anything. We have so many options and so many uh possibilities that sometimes like again our human mind has not developed that quickly it can be really exhausting you know sometimes this this constant like oh fair play to you achieving your dream and or you're taking over the world and fa- all this kind of stuff it's like that has a huge impact so just even get curious a little bit about um you know do you in all honesty do you feel like you are embodying vitality and if you're not well, what's draining you? Because how could you be emotion? Like you're going to be acting out and you're, you're going to take it out on yourself or other people or your body. Um, but when you're, when you're kind of, when you're lacking emotional maturity, it's, um, it's going to come out somewhere. But 
self-care, if you want to become more emotionally mature, you need to look after your basic needs because you might as well be building a house from the roof down then. So how is your self-care? I mean, if you're looking at the area of eating distress, people are going, I'm so stressed. I'm so worried all the time. I'm so anxious. Yeah, so you've hardly any nutrients in your body. So how is that going to work out? Do you know, like if your basic need, I mean, for me personally, it's like I was trying to grow a plant. Oh, well, here, look, I'm trying to look at, I'm trying to do a gardening at the moment. Sure, I bought a plant and I was thinking, oh my God, it's not growing. I don't know. I need to put it to this windowsill and that windowsill and why isn't it working? Sure, I didn't even, I didn't even water the thing properly. You know, you need to learn about the basic needs for us. Like if you're not going to water a plant or give it the plant food it needs and you can be bringing it over to the most beautiful windowsill with all of the perfect lighting in the world. But it's it's about even like what's nourishing us. Like if you feel drained or yeah, well, ultimately all these emotions, they're very draining. And again, that's. I'm not saying that in a kind of negative or positive way. It's just it's just a bit of information. I mean, if you're experiencing even like vulnerability or excitement or fear, you know, it, it can be quite draining sometimes. So the more you have that self-knowledge and that awareness, I mean, for me personally, like if if I'm if I'm facing a fear, I mean, I need a time out afterwards. Do you know, like, or that's just like if I've if I've put out an episode and I'm like, right, I'm just going to turn my phone off because I feel really exposed. So I'm just going to prioritize doing something for myself here, whatever my little self-care toolbox is, whatever's in there. It's 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 personal for everybody. But the, and that's that comes from a lot of kind of self-knowledge. So just as I said, questioning these kind of things, removing removing the judgment, you know, be aware of the potential victimization in, in your language. Um, be be kind of be, maybe question like, you know, am I experiencing a little bit of burnout? Do I feel a little bit kind of drained? Do I wish I had more time, more energy? Like if you feel like you wish you had more time and more energy, that's given us a little bit of information, you know, like, OK, is, is there kind of a pressure and an expectation here? Because I'm fine is a very popular sentence with emotional distress and eating distress. Um, but I mean, fine stands for effed up, insecure, neurotic and emotional. So if you're somebody who is constantly declaring how fine you are, um, maybe question that a little bit. And who are you trying to convince, your, your, you know, yourself or other people? And I suppose something like with, with recovery that took me a while, like if you feel a little bit drained, especially like it with recovery, it takes energy. But like, allow your you could enjoy the mental work you know this doesn't have to oh it's so hard it's so challenging like you could actually like what if you started to actually enjoy it what if you got excited um about this so it's kind of learning to kind of become aware of the emotions you know removing the judgment accepting that they're there so that we can spend more time kind of like maybe acting on them in a more constructive way as opposed to reacting on them you know that kind of maybe lashing out or suppressing them or denying them or um, shaming them and things like that so that is everything for today's episode on learning how to deal with your emotions hopefully we've taken a little bit of fear out of it not to be so terrified And as I always say, go out there and um, provoke the condition today so you can make it easier to be melting it and free yourself from the distress.